0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, tuning in from sunny Palo Alto, the same place I've been for the last four months for quarantine. This is the longest I've been in one place for about eight years. So wherever you are, I hope you are feeling safe and settled. In today's episode, I will be talking about the trap we can get in when trying to awaken, be more mindful, or become enlightened. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. So, I'd like to share a quote from a book by Robert Augustus Masters. The book is called Spiritual Bypassing, which is a topic you may be familiar with if you've read my book, Stop Missing Your Life. I have a whole section on spiritual bypassing. But one of the quotes from this book that I like, Robert says, "...even the most exquisitely designed spiritual methodologies can become traps." leading not to freedom, but only to reinforcement, however subtle, of the I who wants to be a somebody who has attained or realized freedom, the very same I that doesn't realize that there are no Oscars for awakening. So I'll read it again. And remember, when we're talking about spiritual methodologies, this isn't talking about spirits per se, instead it's talking about that that space of mind and that quality of being that we can develop that is not burdened by the small sense of self, not consumed by thoughts, not consumed by emotions, not consumed by pains. It recognizes that. It knows how to be in relationship to all of that. But we've connected to the part of ourselves that is also bigger than that. So any spiritual methodology is a path that is taking you into that deeper space of being, or we could just say that bigger space of being. So here's a quote again. Even the most exquisitely designed spiritual methodologies can become traps, leading not to freedom, but only to reinforcement, however subtle, of the I that wants to be a somebody who has attained or realized freedom, the very same I that doesn't realize there are no Oscars for awakening. Ah, This idea is... Always something that I have to remind myself of because, at least for me, and maybe you've experienced this as well, it can become easy to get caught in the identity around someone who is at peace, someone who is present, someone who is mindful, enlightened, awakened. And that then just becomes another form of attachment. Uh, another form of being stuck to a small sense of who we are now we have to maintain the persona of being a particular way in order to get the satisfaction of being that way but it's not the satisfaction of being that way it's just the satisfaction that comes from having the identity of being that way and that is different than actually being that way if that makes any sense And I I have a bit of a complicated relationship to this, because with all of these topics, I think in the history of any topic ever shared related to anything, there are nuances. And this one is no exception, because as you may be familiar with, I got into meditation because I was trying to impress a girl, nothing quote unquote spiritual about that, and I also feel like the first year of my practice was motivated primarily by the identity of being a meditator. I was 20, 21 years old and uh, still trying to figure out who I was in the world, who I wanted to be. And there was something really cool about being the meditation person and the idea of enlightenment. had no idea what that was. Well, an idea, but disconnected from the reality of it uh and so that actually pulled me into practice and so you know you could look at that and go well that's that's not the way to do it i go why not i mean it started with an intention to impress a girl and a year and a half later i was in a monastery with a shaved head doing the real work and at that point wasn't trying to impress anyone i was sincerely interested in the practice and so we all come to to this stuff. Whether it's it's personal development, spiritual ideas, meditation practices, mindfulness for our own reasons. And it might be that we're genuinely interested in uh, the ultimate kind of freedom that we could experience as humans. And that's great. More power to you. But you might also get into it because you want to be a little bit more productive or you want to stop being so angry. Or yes, because you're trying to impress someone. And that is, to me, okay. This is just part of what it means to be in the relative world. And when I say the relative world, I mean the world that involves having a body, having emotions, having sensations, having thoughts, interacting with other people. the um, the The motivations in this space are don't often look super spiritual or transcendent or noble. They they look like the concerns that we typically have on a day-to-day basis i need to make more money i need to be more productive i need to be a better sleeper i need to be less stressed and so if that becomes the access point awesome and what that often is in the early stages is this reinforcement of the I that Robert Masters is talking about, where we're developing our sense of I. We're becoming someone that is you know, less stressed, more effective, more optimized in the world. And we can use that dangling carrot of a better version of our I, a better version of ourselves, to motivate us to practice. And, and I think that is okay, especially when we're starting out. And one could argue it's okay for the duration of your meditation practice forever. Maybe you're just doing this to become a little bit more grounded, a little less stressed, not be so caught up in your thoughts. And that's okay. It might develop more self-esteem, a greater sense of self-worth, and more compassion for yourself. Awesome. You could take that to the bank, and that would be a powerful way to use a practice. However, there's a deeper intention of some of these practices, meditation practices, which is that we get to connect with a quality of peace, contentment, and happiness that is less conditioned upon the puzzle pieces of I being perfectly arranged to our liking. And this is the space that spiritual methodologies are often more interested in. And the trap that we can get into that Robert Masters talked about in this quote is that the I that wants to become awakened is the very I that we need to let go of. And so we often progress in the path. We get a little bit more peaceful, a little more grounded. We're we're now reading some some books on meditation, maybe a Buddhist book, and we go, "Ah, you know what? I'm 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 a meditator now. You know, I'm pretty peaceful. I'm pretty grounded. Uh, I might even consider myself spiritual. Definitely more spiritual than that person over there." And and we end up using the practice to actually reinforce the very I that we're trying to see through or expand around. And so practice in that way can, can actually be used to anchor us to the very suffering that we're, we're trying to soften the chains of. So how do we make sure we don't get too caught up in this trap of reinforcing the sense of I on our path toward greater freedom and happiness and peace? Well, I'll give you two things. The first one is just to relax. And that could sometimes be a triggering word, just relax. But when we're caught in the the I, the doing, the trying to get somewhere, there's always going to be some tension in that. I could even feel it as I'm talking about it. And so when I say just relax, just you just soften into it. You know, let the shoulders drop, let the jaw relax. Let the belly soften. You can do it while you're standing, while you're in the car, while you're in your meditation practice, feeling yourself striving to get somewhere to become the ultimate you. Just just relax. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to get. You're just trying to become more here. There's no perfect arrangement of yourself and your psyche and your emotions that you're going to get to that's going to give you your permanent refuge. All of that arrangement can take us pretty far, and it's important. But eventually, we also have to do the inner work of learning to be with ourselves as we are. And so in those moments, we could just say, okay, just relax. Just relax, Cory. It's okay. Can you just be here as you are right now? And then the second offering is just bring a little humor to it. This whole journey is big, wild, wild. Hard to understand, and you're going to find yourself tripping over yourself many, many, many times. And when that happens, it's just useful to smile. You can laugh. Oh, there we go again. There goes Corey trying to be a good meditator so that he can impress someone, so that he can look good in the eyes of someone else, so that he can be Mr. Spiritual or whatever it is. You have to smile at it. I mean, what's the alternative? hate yourself for it feel shame around it think you're not doing it well i don't know what that serves other than to just suppress more parts of you and this whole journey is about creating a collaborative relationship with your humanness and so go into it with curiosity with love humility and bring some humor thank you for your practice i'll talk to you soon Hey, just want to say a big thank you to all of those of you who have left ratings and reviews on iTunes. I so appreciate it. One that just came through ginger tonic seven says, I look forward to listening to this podcast every morning as an uplifting way to start my day. I really appreciate this work. And I love the fact that these podcasts are to the point and super easy to add to my daily mindfulness practice. Thank you, Ginger Totnik 7, uh, and all of you that have left reviews. I read every single one of them. I'm so grateful for them, and other people are as well. This is what helps attract people to the podcast. People look at the ratings. They go a really long way. And so if you do feel inspired to leave a, a rating and review, it really doesn't take more than a couple of minutes. Uh, and I'm going to try and read more of them in the after party, these announcement periods, as we go on, and would love to read yours one day. either on the podcast or just to myself. But know that I am reading, I am smiling, and I am grateful. So much love to you in advance, and I appreciate your presence and your practice. Talk to you soon, and take care.